What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT on this early Monday morning. This is episode 99. Real quick, I want to shout out all the sponsors who've been helping me just uh, putting funds or just looking out for the podcast. Man, make sure you guys tune in, tap in. Appreciate all the sponsors, man. We got um, Urban Medical Aesthetics. We got Our Place Event Space Center. We got um, Young Athletics. It's a lot of people in the city, man. Smart athletic kids. Um, just Clutch Elite. A lot of people, man, tapping in. I appreciate y'all for the, looking out for the podcast. I continue to grow and build this platform. Real quick, while we got time, I got this coach, this trainer, this mentor on online for a brief moment, but I'm glad to have her here on this 99th episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Coach is currently a physical education teacher at Head Royce School, I believe, for the last seven years. She's also the Access Your Game trainer, founder, and CEO for the last nine years. She has a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies from California State University, Monterey Bay. Um, Brittany Moore, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing very good. Thanks for taking time out your busy schedule, out your school schedule to just hop on with me real quick. And definitely, uh, I know we've been back and forth for a fast few months. I don't know, maybe a year or two now with yeah. everything going on. But um, you've been very busy on and off the court, um, doing a lot of things. But real quick, while we before we jump into what the business is like for you, Give those listening, watching, viewing um, a little bit about your background. Just where I grew up, where you're from. Okay. Um, I grew up, you know, native of the Bay Area. Um, definitely a home for me. I went to high school at, at uh, Wussy Wood, which is located in Vacaville. And, you know, uh, I've always, even if I ventured off, I always came directly back to the Bay. Uh, I don't imagine leaving this area i'm super super true to this soil and I, I even though i'm at the point in my life right now where i want to purchase a house uh leaving the bay area would be best right now but <laughs> no part of me can can make that happen I, I love what the bay has to offer on every single uh avenue and tier and so this is definitely home for me that's what's up um game of basketball um how long, how long did you start playing? I started playing super young age. I was first grade when I started hooping. And actually, even prior to that, my dad, you know, typical uh, girl dad, bought me the classic Fisher-Price plastic, <laughs> you know, pull-up hoop. And yep. uh, just obviously, I can't recollect those times, but seeing pictures yeah. and drawing on the memories um, in that form. But my mom definitely captured, you know, in the diaper, shooting, shooting hoop. Um, at a very, very, very young age, but um, structurally in like a organization or a team, I started first grade and I, I was playing with the boys, um, started third grade and I played with boys all the way up until seventh grade. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when the ball size changes. Mm -hmm. So my parents decided to make the shift just so I wouldn't have uh, the on side of having to adjust my shot later uh, along the run, but it was, I think it was the best choice um, in, in, the, in which they guided me to, to participate with the boys. It, mm -hmm. it definitely spearheaded and was, was the push for me to be the hooper I was. Um, you know, boys are just more athletic at that age. Mm -hmm. They're faster, they're stronger. So when it was time for me to hoop on the girls in, it was, you know, it was, he was ready. Yeah, he I was, was ready. definitely prepared. He was ready. It was it was easy. He was he ready. Was so 
you get to that elementary school, middle school era in your life, basketball wise, who are some of the athletes, uh, male or female, that you may have, you know, everybody maybe mimics their game. I'm sure people want to be like or mock their game. I know we we did in our era, right? These kids now they may want to do certain things or they may not even watch, they don't watch basketball like we did. But who are some people you may have watched or wanted to mimic your game after? I was long time Kobe fan ever since I was young. Um, I loved, loved his game. And then also Allen Iverson. I was super into AI. And then being that I was from the Bay, we frequented, we frequented going to a lot of um, Sat King games. And then also, that was when we also had the Monarchs. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ruthie Bolton Holyfield was a major. Um, she was a monster. A man. <laughs> I, and I loved going to those games. Loved it, mm-hmm. loved it, loved it. So, you know, I spent some of my time at the early onside of my career as in this entrepreneurship lane, mm-hmm. at Palace, which is in SAC mm-hmm. or Rockland, so to speak. And I had the chance of working with Ruthie and she yeah. a lifetime mentor for me. And I could still, you know, hit her up today and she'll respond. Yeah. So it was a, it's just great when things like that come full circle. Cause sometimes, you know, yeah. you at a young age and you have, these uh, folks that you look up to, but you're never going to cross paths with them. Let's just, you know, keep it. Uh, well, I think we, nowadays I would say we never thought that, but nowadays it's like I'm meeting all the people, half the people I've never imagined, but because I guess right through connections, relationships, right? These the social media networks, right? I'm like, because I met Ruthie, work with uh, Danielle Viglion, shout out to DV. Like, yep. um, she's like, yeah, Jay, uh, Ruthie's going to be here. I'm like, Ruthie? I'm like, not the Ruthie. She's like, yeah, that's my friend. I'm like, it's amazing, right? Through And through basketball. Through sports, right? Through a ball that we've a team sport communication. Now I'm like, I get to go places, meet people. I'm like, this is this is everything. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I definitely try to tell kids and youth that man, if you treat people right, relationships right, and be respectful. You just never know who you might come across, who might come shoot you that line, who might give you that assist for something else through a game. It was a game, right? But now you can benefit financially, life lessons, relationships. Man, I'm like that basketball could take people a long 100%. way, man. Definitely dope, man. And that, that was that round for them were crazy. That was some dope teams back then. Their monarch team was loaded, like right. Was dope. Yeah, they were yeah. definitely loaded, man. The city was like on fire, like it was this last couple of weeks, man. It was a it was similar for the women's game. So hopefully they get it right and do something back out here, man. With that, I mean, we, need, we need you know that's a whole different topic, right? Yep. WNBA, yeah, WNBA, but we need a team in the bay, like right. I got especially well now, yeah, because I mean it seems like everything's going certain ways and they're leaving that middle section kind of void, which kind of sucks. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's definitely something. So um high school basketball, real quick for you. What was that like for you? What was your experience like playing high school basketball? Uh, you know, I, I'll speak a little bit, you know, first on just the benefits of playing with an older sibling. You know, mm. um, my sister, her and I are 14 months apart, and so we played together. It was kind of that element like you know, I was a freshman on varsity, you know, not because my sister, my sister was a great basketball player lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she chose to go the more academic route um, as far as school was concerned, but it was just dope hooping with my older sister. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I, I had some great coaches, you know, shout out to Coach Pickett, who, who coached me later on in my career. And, you know, as I look back and now that I'm in this field mm-hmm. um, and I have just such a high regard to making sure that we have more women coaches in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think back then the, the male coaches, I mean, they pushed us, but it was just, it was that type of um, like grit that it, they instilled certain mm-hmm. 
and they were just invested from player, you know, one all the way to 15, mm -hmm. which I think you don't see as much anymore. True. Uh, but I mean, high school basketball, that's where you got recruited back mm -hmm. in the day. Like people came yes. to watch, you had your coaches that were vouching for you. Now you see that, you know, sprinkled throughout, but you know, if you're not, if you're not on the plane on the circuit, it's hard to get and, those. And back then, as we know, right, the cost was different. Like now it costs so much, but then also there's more teams, but it's like the value, it depends on where, what values more. And I mean, yes, we valued high school basketball was everything for us because everybody couldn't play on a, on a circuit back then because you maybe couldn't afford it or you had to be elite though, right? You had to be elite. And, um, you know, that's something that we want to uh, definitely, it's not going to get back to high school, I know, but I like to focus on some high school kids because that's going to be their access to an, a better opportunity for some of those, you know, they just may be, it may be those diamond in the rough in a high school team that make it, you know, cause everybody, that circuit thing is a grime and that's a whole other monster. Um, oh, real yeah. quick though, I got a question for you. Some of my family out in Atlanta, um, he's asking out of curiosity, the biggest challenge you faced um, that will inspire the generation to stay the course as hard as it may seem. So basically like, what are some challenges you may, you know, I mean, that you may face personal or you have dealing with right now that um, as far as, like you said, um, inspiring the next generation to stay the course, like what are some things that you may, have to deal with or kind of overcome? So I think back then, one of um, the challenges that I did face was just, you know, living in a, a predominantly white area. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my mom, you know, solely chose based on, you know, the schooling and whatnot. Uh, but it was, it was tough to put myself in certain situations where I was just the only black female, you know, playing, one of the on these teams mm -hmm. so you know that was my my first time ever going out to Atlanta was playing AAU basketball and you know luckily my mom made some sacrifices in order to pour the additional money and funds in in for me to play um you know AAU but if I if I didn't do that it was there was not a lot of people that looked like me mm -hmm. and so that was a challenge that I faced um, as far as like, you know, when you talk about race and gender mm -hmm. and then just now, one of the challenges that I'm facing, um, that inspire the next generation is I'm still in a super saturated male industry, you know, mm -hmm. the training world, but I've made some phenomenal connections mm -hmm. with my boys, like shout out to Tian yep. and Stevie. We just do a lot of work together consistently. Right. And it is a platform that they gave me and then they continue to just support just me being a female mm -hmm. uh, in, in this uh, realm of work. And it's challenging at, at some cases, but mm -hmm. I think I, over time I've proven myself, um, you know, being consistent, making sure yeah. that my product um, is quality, that right. I uphold it in a manner where, you know, I, I hold my athletes accountable. I hold the parents accountable. Mm -hmm. I'm offering different avenues for everyone to be successful at the end of the day um, because everyone's goal is different. Everyone has different aspirations. And I get that. Mm -hmm. um, and I've just made sure that I've shifted my academy to kind of not only transcend with the times as mm -hmm. it's changing, but to keep it super authentic and be real and transparent yeah. because um, you got to be relevant. But also, I think you're putting the empathy in it, too, right? It's not just a service, right? Because, again, as we know, right, the industry, that business, people pull, pull from people. But what are you giving them to keep people coming back? What are you offering that everybody isn't offering? And, again, shout out to the team. Those those fellas know them for a long time. Wag, everybody, man. Like, those 
dudes will stay locked in, but also it's just you can see the, the purpose driven behind it, right? Longevity. You guys are teaching longevity. You guys are making sure these kids are getting more than basketball, as we know, right? Because it's a certain percent that may get there, you know, so what are they going to do? Uh, but talk about, talk about that real quick, though. What what point did you make that shift for yourself? Like, I want to get to this business. At what point in your life you had to choose, right? Because we got to come as growing up, being young adults, it's like, okay, this, this nine to five, or this other work. What point did you get to that level where I'm going to shift to this full time? Uh, you know, it was kind of, and I'll, I'll share this quick story. I was the youth and teen coordinator at the downtown Berkeley Y. And so I helped create a curriculum where we went out and we were, we onboarded six schools in Berkeley um, who were cutting their physical education program. Mm. So we developed a curriculum. We went out, we, you know, approached these schools and they were like, absolutely, we'll hop on board. So then we curated that where I was teaching PE. That's how I got into, you know, that field. And then um, I was also like casually training when I was done, you know, with my overseas career. Mm -hmm. So I came across, I don't know if if y'all know who Delroy Lindo is. Um, He's he's a famous actor. Um, He... I mean, he starred in several movies, but one of his hit movies was This Christmas. He was okay. the lead role in, uh, brother in This Christmas. So his son, Demiri, um, they they were longtime members of the Y. And so I kind of just started working out with him in the gym here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his family, they were like, I think you kind of have a niche. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're kind of good at, at this. I don't know, have you ever explored maybe starting a business. And I was like, no, I was like, this is just fun. I still wanted to be around basketball. Uh, I, I I was super sold that I was always going to like coach the X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And then I started training and other kids would filter through. And um, he was like, they invited me over for dinner. And I was like, you know, you need to start a business out of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I'll explore it. And then once I, started to dive into that i was like oh this entrepreneurial is tough (laughs) like i don't know if i can withstand it and the first ever camp and clinic that i hosted i purchased everything yourself one of t-shirts catered food got a dj the -hmm. whole nine right because obviously i was just trying to replicate what i saw everyone else doing Mm -hmm. on on the gram Mm -hmm. Seven signups. Mm-hmm. So I lost a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, for real, I was crying to my mom. I was like, nah, this is not for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and she was like, just stay the course. It's your first time doing it. You'll yeah. figure it out. And then slowly but surely, I went I went backwards on building my brand. I started mm-hmm. up here as opposed to like laying the foundation. Like, let me get some business cards. Let me have a website, you know, all of these different things. And so Mm -hmm. it would all kind of mesh together. Teaching yourself. You learn on your own. Ain't no tool. Ain't no no rules to this thing. (laughs) No. Failure after failure after failure. And then now I can say um, I'm still learning. Obviously, you know, once you once you stop learning, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where the growth kind of, you know, comes to a pause. But I kind of figured out a system that works for me, Mm -hmm. that works for you know, the areas in which I serve. And it's just, it's been a cool progression to see over the course of these 
you know, nine years. That's so first ever clinic, boom, seven kids. Didn't think That's I would do it again. Now the last one, how many the last one? I think you just did one a while ago. How many, what's the numbers looking like now? So, I mean, it varies based on we, you know, Tian and myself and Stevie, we like to yeah. keep everything, um, you know, kind of curated to certain groups. And so right. these themes that we have over the course of the time, typically it was like about like, let's, let's pack out the gym. Let's get mm -hmm. all these numbers. But I think the the return on investment was beginning to come a little watered down for mm -hmm. us. And so once we, you know, conditioned and concise, I mean, we like to cap it at 40 instead of right. having the 90, the hundreds in the no, gym. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 as we know, it's 40, but it's 40 at four, three stations with individual coach for how many hours the work goes up. The quality uh -huh. work goes up, right? More touches that oh, yeah. the child gets on the ball. Because that was one of the things that I always critiqued other you know, programs for when I would go and watch or be a guest trainer, I was like, mm -hmm. dang, this one athlete in the span of two hours has touched the ball, has gotten maybe 15 reps. Right. Like, this is nah, wild. It's not enough. So, it's not what you pay for. That um, too, right? Yeah. And then you just start to think, now that I'm a parent, I mean, I, I have a two-year-old son. He's not anywhere near where, you know, I'm just going to start pouring the, those investments in yet. But you think but, about it. But I think about it. I'm like, if I send him to a clinic, like, do I want to sit on the sideline and watch him barely engage, barely nah. touch the basketball, wait in a long ass line just to mm -hmm. finish a, a layup? No. Nah, I will maximize that time for sure. And while we're talking about it, shout out where everybody can find the business pages at or whatever they can find, find your information at and you and the team. Um, so www.aygtraining.com. That's my website. Um, I have all of my information on there. And that is typically where, you know, folks find me. And then also my Instagram page um, is access your game. So I'm pretty. That's what's up. And to make sure everybody listening and watching, I'm definitely going to repost it when I repost the clips from the video, from the interview, um, stuff like that. So um, currently, before we get off of here, two more questions. Um, what's coming up? What do you got coming up? What are you working on? Anything coming up? You can put a date out there for people to maybe want to tap in because I know nowadays, right, people travel. They'll come from Zach to go there, vice versa, go to Clint. So, you know, I mean, what's going on? Anything on the calendar right now? Yeah, so I have a, a few events on the calendar. I think the um, one of the highlights is um, I worked on a project in 2019 where I partnered with a foundation out in Ghana. Mm. Uh, a super dope connection with um, my now family uh, who started out as a friend, uh, Daniel. And he does phenomenal work with the youth out there. And they reached out to me oh. on Instagram after I did all of my you know, due diligence on making sure that everything was solid. Yeah. With the exchange, I went out there. Um, my first time I was just kind of visiting and then I hosted a free clinic for them. Nice. And then I took an additional five days where I stayed and I basically trained a group of eight individuals in order to replicate my curriculum that I have here in, nice. in Cali. And so they- <laughs> they run it now for me out there um, under my brand. Last year, I resurfaced an outdoor, outdoor basketball court there. And I had a whole, um, you know, ribbon cutting ceremony and whatnot. Now I'm going back in June. I'll be go train on it, right? Yeah, June. Hey. Second time. So this will be a second annual clinic um, with my court out there. And we're working on a project That's in uh, Senegal also. Uh, Nigeria, where I'll have two additional courts there, and I also am finalizing details for 
a court that I'm resurfacing for the Phuket Ballers, which is in Thailand. So international with it. That's dope, man. That's that for the, the game itself, man. The ball, the relationships, like you said, through a friend, man. That's that's definitely dope, man. That's definitely dope to see. Blessing other people too, like right. You don't have to be doing that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, bridging the gap. I mean, yeah, that's dope. That's what it's all about. And then for the next local event, we have uh, June 3rd, um, me, Tian, and Stevie are putting on a, a shooting clinic, which it'll we'll, we'll host it at Elevate Training Facility, which is located in Concord. Nice. Shout out to Jim Croy. He's been amazing um, having us have this as our kind of like second home to run our, our series led by winners. So they can find that information in the campus 10 to 2. Um, yeah, That's all of up. that. That's what's up. All right, before I let you go, as you know, in the game of basketball, you have a triple threat, right? Dribble, pass, shoot. But for you, I want to get your triple threat. Three things that you hang your hat on or put your stamp on. If people don't know you, they know you. That's how you kind of hold yourself accountable or what you live by or three things that you would want people to know who may not know about you or your business. Give me your triple threat right now. Three things. Three things off the top of my head. I would say number one is a family. That is my main, main triple threat. I wouldn't be where I am today, the person I am today without them. Like my circle, shout out to my wife. She's amazing. She is an integral part in me doing what I do. Because as you know, it's, it takes a special individual to not only partner, be partnered with a coach, and then also someone who has a full-time job, <laughs> in addition to an entrepreneur yeah. who is really, really passionate about what they do. Yeah. So when we chose to, you know, extend our family, um, she's always just been on board and she works my camps and my clinics. Dope. So she's actually, you know, shout out to her. She's she's super dope. And then everyone else, like my siblings, my mom. What's and then second, I would say, integrity it's huge when it when it comes to just you being a human being and then the work that we do it's if you hold yourself to a certain standard and you live also by the things that you kind of pour into your athletes mm -hmm. you're, it's a twofold i learn just as much from them as i hope they learn from me and that's where you said like the mentorship part um comes um full full effect so family is holding yourself to this level of integrity and everything I do, I try to lead it, you know, with love. I think um, it's about, it's, it can kind of be misconstrued um, at times because this is at the end of the day, a business. Mm -hmm. what we do. Um, but if you, if you don't forefront that or front load that with just love and pouring into it, it's, there, there comes a cap because I've seen so many folks that I've crossed paths with mm -hmm. that do things out of, you know, greedy, being yeah. greedy. And then just, I mean, everyone wants to get to the bag. I, I understand that, but yeah. at a, at a certain point, um, it's how you do things, right? It's how you do things. And then you lose your why mm -hmm. on why you're doing it. Uh, which is why I keep, you know, the circle. So, so it's, tight knit. And you it. talk about, right. Like everyone says, like, I want my circle close. Mm -hmm. And if you, you extend that and you want to branch out, really, you find yourself, the people that are around you, if they aren't like minded mm -hmm. and they don't have the same aspiration and goals and um, their mission doesn't align, you're, you're kind of you're in you're in a prison at that point. Right. So uh, 
um, yeah, family, just in, integrity, and then you know, leading everything. Um, that's what's up. That's how I that's that's how I like to roll. That's how that's what's up. Y'all heard it here first, Coach Britt. Yeah, I appreciate your time. I know you get back to it. Um, good luck going forward. Like I said, I'm definitely being tapped in. Got to come out there and check y'all out too, live and in person. Um, I got. Oh yeah, no problem. I'm for sure gonna get out there. That's my goal. I said this is the Jordan year, man. I'm getting out there. It's going up, man, from all angles, man. Growing the platform, but also just trying to bring people together, resources, and put some information out there for everybody. Hopefully, because I'm sure there's other entrepreneurs out there that want to know what you're going through, or seeing it, or hearing it. They're gonna want to figure out the game. So hopefully, they tap in and uh, give some comments and tap in with you. So I appreciate you. Have a good rest of your day. Everything is posted live right now. Y'all on all platforms. Get at me. All right. Hey, JC, I wanted, before, before you yeah. close out, I also wanted to say, you know, I, I watched the interview that you did with uh, Fatima. Oh. A great friend of mine. She coached with Duh. me here at Head Race. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it's, it's really cool that you are making a space uh, to highlight the women who are involved in this game, too. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to. Oh, no, sure. I appreciate that. And while we on it, shout out to Fatima. This Saturday, I'm out there. I'm out there all day Saturday. I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm there, there Saturday at the uh, women's. Uh, they got the trials going on. I think yeah, the trials, yeah, I'm, I'm leading the training portion of it. With... Okay, so well, then I'll see you Saturday. I'll be there all day Saturday. Sunday, I'll get back here. Lots of going on. But Sunday, I'm there all day. I'll be there early morning. I'm tapped in, trying to get footage, maybe some interviews, but also just be in the space. Um, whatever needs to go on, man, definitely rocking her because uh, she she's putting her best foot forward. And again, yes. right, like you said, right, it's work for others. And that's something I definitely got to applaud. But also, it's just a relationship, man. It was one call. Somebody hooked it up and it's been going since every day. So I'm like, why would not support? It's a good thing. And I want to see people get out there, too. Again, trying to build their careers, their livelihood. It takes work, but also it takes resources. Right. So, y'all, hey, I'll be out there Saturday. It, the trial's two days. I'll be out there Saturday. So I'll see you in a few days then. All right. I'll, I'll, see, see, you, I'll, I'll see you live and in person. Then, my, my I'll be there for sure. All right. <laughs> have a good one. All right. You all too. Right, we out. Peace. All right, bye. Peace.